I'm, I wish I hadn't hit my sister. No guys ever do that. I wish I hadn't. You know, and so often people say things like that, and it's it's too late. Do you know, I found as a pastor that people come in for help when it's like desperate. And, and it's an amazing thing. Um, because when they're in crisis, they expect me to drop everything I'm doing and sit and listen to their problem and then, then go take care of their need. And I've often asked myself the question, couldn't they have come at a time when they saw it happening or saw it coming? For, for example, okay, it wasn't too long ago, a guy comes in the parking lot at church. You say, you sound so callous, Pastor. Well, there's a lot of people who do this. Comes in the parking lot of church, and I am heading out because it's it's time to go, and I had to be somewhere at, at a certain time, and so uh, this guy like waves me down, catches me as I'm I'm heading out, and he says, uh, "I'm all out of gas." I'm sorry. I need some. I need I need some gas. Can you put five dollars in my car? I have to be somewhere. Yeah, but I'm, I'm out of gas. I'm sorry. I can't help you right now. And he was miffed that I couldn't totally change my plans to take care of his crisis. Didn't he know his gas tank was getting low? And it's amazing how many times, and here's the truth, I do the same thing when it comes to wisdom. I, I choose to go my own way, and then when it becomes a crisis, I want to say, well, God, get me out of this one. And somehow it's amazing how we can get angry at God or we can get angry at, at, at the fact that the Bible isn't working right now when we got ourselves here in the first place. And all of a sudden, because it's a crisis, I need an answer. I need help. I need it right now. And God said, you should have listened earlier. Does anyone find that challenging? Um, because the truth is, I, I, I'm not trying to be critical of that, that gentleman. I'm really not, because I, I find that my human nature does the same thing many times. I, I just wait until it's too late to take care of what I should have taken care of a long time ago, and that was hearing God and doing what he told me, rather than, rather than when, when the, uh, the alarm's going off and there's no gas in the tank and everything is desperate. The time to listen to wisdom is before calamity comes. Please, I, I, I beg you, don't expect God to have a listening, sympathetic ear to hear when you haven't been listening to his cries. Does that make sense? And I know it sounds cruel, but, but, it, but it's, it's true. Now look, God is gracious. I'm thankful for that. And I am thankful that there have been times where, where I've cried out and I didn't deserve it and God was merciful. And I'm thankful that he is a God that is that way. But you know, he is also just. 
And there are going to be times where God says, enough is enough. And um, the lesson, if there is any lesson, it's this. Listen to wisdom now. Okay? Listen to wisdom now. Are you getting the message? Listen to wisdom now so that you're not in crisis needing it when it's not going to be available. Verses 31 and 32 give us the third S. The first is suffering. The second is solitude. And, well, I'm cheating a little bit, but the third one is verse 31 and 32. So look at it and... It's actually a kind of a phrase, and we've talked about it already. But what does God present before you there? What does God, what does God tell you is going to happen? You don't have to guess the statement. Okay. You'll get what's coming to, and and what what is the principle in Galatians six? Sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. I take it you had that too as an answer, Mrs. Day. <laughs> All right, sowing and reaping. Um, a true story was told about a well-known pastor in Atlanta, Georgia. The preacher was asked to speak at a prison work camp. Okay. A prisoner was given the opportunity to introduce this preacher. Now, what was interesting about the fact was that the prisoner and the preacher had grown up in the same area, and they knew one another very well. As the prisoner stood before his fellow inmates and introduced this preacher, he recalled earlier days of their lives. Here's what he said. Several years ago, two boys lived in the same community in North Georgia, attended the same school, played with the same bunch of friends, went to the same Sunday school. One of them dropped out of Sunday school because he felt he had outgrown it and it was sissy stuff. The other boy kept on going because he felt that it really meant something in his life. The boy who dropped out is the one making this introduction today. The boy who kept going to Sunday school is a preacher who's going to preach to us this morning. And with that, he sat down. Sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. A principle shared over and over and over and over and over and over in Scripture. And one revealed here. What you do with wisdom determines what comes your way. If this is a personification of Christ, the solemn truth is if you reject him when you die, you'll go to hell and be cast in a lake of fire. If you accept him, you'll reap life eternal. In fact, Galatians 6 even brings that out when it talks about sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. And then the last point, the last C of our four things is the comfort of believers. You know what Solomon could have done? He could have ended right there. That is a powerful message, isn't it? And really, most everything about this, starting in verse 20, is wisdom is crying, but the people aren't listening to it. And so it seems like it would have been appropriate to end at verse 32. But I'm thankful, and I think we should all be, that, that Solomon took a few moments 
and said, hey, look, I, I just want to remind you. I want to give you a little bit of comfort here. Okay? And here's the comfort. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. The one who doesn't listen fears. Fears evil, fears all sorts of things come in their life. The one who has listened to the cry of wisdom, has responded to it, has obeyed it, has done what it said. That person lives life quiet from fear of evil. By the way, that, that's going to be natural. That doesn't mean evil or bad things never happen in his life. We know that to be true. We know that sometimes very good, moral, decent people who follow the voice of wisdom and heed the voice of wisdom suffer. He's not saying that you'll never suffer, you'll never have problems, troubles will never come your way. The idea is this, that you will never, never, ever, ever, ever face, if you would, the evil consequences of not listening to wisdom. That's the point. So, God says, if you hearken to my cry, if you listen to my word, then I'll tell you what I promise you. You won't have to live with the fearful consequences of reaping what you've sown. You won't ever have to worry about that. You hearken unto me, and the comfort is you won't have guilt. You'll be quiet from fear of evil. You won't have the bad consequences of actions. You'll be able to live safely. You won't fear judgment or consequences when your ears are open to the word and responded to, to it. The listening servant won't have to be controlled by it. And by the way, if the verses previous to this are true, then when you cry, what do you think wisdom's going to do when you've been listening? It's going to be available. He's going to hear, and he's going to work. So there are so many wonderful benefits if we will listen to wisdom that's crying to us all the time. That is Proverbs chapter 1. And guess what we're going to look at in Proverbs chapter 2? More wisdom. And if you think that you're going to get tired of wisdom, you may. Because there's 31 chapters of wisdom. And it's going to come back and haunt you over and over and over again. But that's good. Because wisdom is the principal thing. And wisdom is vital to a meaningful, happy life and joyful life in a right relationship with God. So, um, I'm looking forward to digging into chapter 2 and seeing what God has more to say about wisdom. What about you? I hope you will respond to it and allow, um, and allow the lessons the, the author teaches us, that God teaches us, to touch your heart. Father,